0: We are straight-talking Southern girls in our 50s, and that's what you're going to get. Welcome to Ladies Roadmap.
1: I'm Jo Jamie Tyler.
0: And I'm Lana Helda. Come along for the ride as we travel and connect with accomplished women and thought-provoking subjects that will motivate and spark you to dream, laugh, and get the most out of your daily life. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. Thank you so much for joining us again today. And today we have a very unique guest. It's something that Jamie and I have never really heard about, so I think it will be new to most of you. And her name is Sheila Darcy, and she is a beautiful Filipino girl and artist who grew up in Brisbane, Australia, and now she lives in Venice, California. And Sheila is a cutting-edge businesswoman with a career as a digital innovator and a business consultant But Sheila's real love has always been and still is art and Sheila's going to share with us today her story how she's returning to her artistic roots and studies the transformation of nature into the subconscious through art and poetry and we are just so excited to hear all about her explanation, but I will I would like to say that Sheila says her mission Is to elevate art as a tool for emotional expression and healing
2: Welcome, Sheila. Thank you so much. I'm so excited I'm, I'm really happy to have this conversation with you and share more of what I'm doing And we are so excited to have you share uh, So this is such an interesting topic,
1: but it really is foreign to most of us. So we were hoping that you would explain (laughs) the meaning of, let's say it again, transforming nature into the subconscious through
2: art. Uh, Well, I love that you set it up that way. I think that's the first thing I want to, you know, kind of demystify. Uh, Art is really universal. We all have a creative, I I believe strongly that we all have a creative bone and creative outlet, whether it's singing, performing, writing. A Voice and for me, I've been in the digital agency space and consulting for the last 20 years But from the age of a very young age up until high school. I always use art as a form of expression. Um, I always loved doing portraits and uh, Landscapes and gifting it gifting it to to people but I never thought of it as a vocation So, uh, you know, I like as you mentioned I grew up in a Filipino culture and also what kind of grew up in a Western environment and I had that kind of dichotomy of the Eastern Western upbringing. So a lot of my life, I was basically living it for to make my family proud and make sure that I was able to support my family in the Philippines. And so I basically abandoned my art to pursue the business world. And I, you know, was very successful up until about two years ago. I was at the what I call the pinnacle of my career. I was a managing director of an innovation agency I helped start, and. I felt like I hit the place where I always thought I wanted to be But something was just fundamentally missing. I can't I, I can't even explain that other than It wasn't an emptiness. It was just as if I was moving through life, but not quite feeling feeling completely whole I'm sure, sure. you guys can understand that sure. feeling
0: Well, that's a big part about what we we talk to women about on this show And it's a big part of what this show is about is is we are seekers of more of deeper truth and what really makes all of us tick, but also that reinvention. And so here you've done that. You've reinvented yourself again.
2: So let me, so that's exactly what ended up happening. I love that you use the word reinvention. So two years ago, I made a decision to be more present with my family and myself because I was just a workaholic. I was working so many hours um, and I did feel like I was a very good mom. So there wasn't that feeling, but I just felt like I was constantly at work, thinking about work, because I wanted to build a great company, but realizing that I really wasn't as present as I wanted to be at home. So I decided to leave that job and really take a position that was much more balanced in terms of core hours and just being a, more available to my family. And in that decision, I decided, you know what? If I'm going to make this change, why don't I just start sketching daily? So I don't know. If you guys are familiar with the mor- uh, the morning pages or the Artist's Way book in the 90s, but that changed my life. And there's a woman named Julia Cameron that was really encouraging people to do daily journaling as a form of expression. And I did that and I was in my early 20s, you know, at a point where I was really questioning what I believed in, because like I mentioned, I lived for other people. I was the, a people pleaser. Every, my entire path had been laid out in front of me because being a product of an immigrant, you know, background, you really do feel the obligation. You really do feel the responsibility to maximize every opportunity that's given to you. It's just kind of a, it just propels you. You don't really have a choice. But in that, in that decision to go down that path, I lost myself in it. I didn't really have a voice. And so when I decided to leave a very, a very, you know, not only great job, but I loved what I did. When I went back to my art, I didn't expect what would come about, which is what how sketch poetics so is sketch poetic is the pseudonym I go by because for me, it's not about my myself. It's just something greater than me is happening. And so what I did is I started just doing daily sketching and what I realized in initially it was just kind of getting in a meditative state. Like I'm just going to relax. I'm going to doodle. And I got myself in a really relaxed state for 30 minutes a day. It was beautiful. But then, then what I didn't expect though is the emotional release I got. There were days when I would sketch and I would get very emotional. And some, my emotions ranged from sadness to joy and a lot of anger came out. And I grew up a lot, you know, kind of uh, pushing down that anger because my culture, the Eastern culture is always about suppressing your voice, allowing yourself to just be in service of others and never really, and I keep em- emphasizing the word voice, Never really having a voice to embolden yourself and to be able to to share that, so I did that through my sketching, and it kind of unfolded from there
1: well let's t- let's share with everybody about what this how you started sharing that. yeah so the way we, we we went on Instagram and then you if you go on Instagram and you look up sketch poetic, yeah, up comes the site that of your sketches, and are you doing this every single day four hundred and sixty six days straight. Oh my goodness. Wow. They are absolutely. Okay. So ladies, please go check this out. These sketches are spectacular. And, and I just love this idea that you're saying that you basically, you don't even overthink it. It's, no. I want to hear about your process. Can you share? No, I
2: love, thank you for asking that. I feel, and this is kind of the purpose and mission of what I'm talking about. No one told me when I was 15, this is when I kind of abandoned art, that art didn't have to be a vocation. It didn't have to be about making beautiful things. If somebody had told me at 15, you know what? If you could just use art to express emotion, I can't imagine how that could have unlocked me. So to answer your question, the process is basically taking 30 minutes out of your day. And it's not a lot. People binge watch Netflix as much as daily for that time. And and in essence, not thinking. And when I say not thinking, you just get a pen and a paper and you you seriously just start doodling at first. But what will happen over time is patterns will appear. So let's say you are a lover of flowers and you start sketching and you just love to doodle flowers. But guess what's going to happen? If you do it enough, the flowers will change shape. And art has always been universally a metaphor for life. I don't think anyone questions that. It's the blank canvas, the idea of things unfolding before your eyes. And then the, the flip side of it, by the way, is art is very can be very critical a lot of people that are artists or perfectionists have a hard time doing what I do because they're so caught up in what it's going to look like um, that they abandon it. And this is what's really powerful about this. And the reason I'm so passionate about doing and promoting this to others is I am that person that used to be that person. I used to be the perfectionist. I used to be the one that I had a sketchbook and I think I had like 20 sketchbooks in the past 25 years that had maybe a quarter of the pages done and then I'd start a new sketchbook it's just it's just not something I ever dedicated myself to to pushing through the discomfort of not worrying about what it looked like. So the process sounds simple, but it's just about letting go and surrendering to what you're feeling and not what you're you're doing
0: yeah, I, I can totally totally relate to it just from journaling yeah. and and I have been told many, many years back by. A therapist to ju- to just do exactly what you're talking about to just sit there and just draw and doodle and she yeah. showed me some of the things that came out of her work and so like you said it's it's a universal it's a universal thing but let me ask you this are you doing this solely as your career now or your no. business or are you still still working
2: no I love I love um, that question because I I am actually not doing it full time. It is something I am doing on the side. I'm the main breadwinner in my family, so I support the family, and I have to have I have to work. Um, And as much as I would love to do this full time, a part of me wonders if it would take away this daily practice, if it would take away from the beauty of what I'm doing. And the reason I say that is, I I do think there is a path forward that will allow me to make money doing what I do, but I don't think it is about the the daily sketching. And that's why I want to promote it. It's not about that the the money making part of it or that fulfillment of it. It's truly an act of self-love and self-reflection that I'm trying to promote.
0: Well, and that's exactly, I love that you're saying that because that's something that Jamie and I even struggle with with the podcast is, is, you know, the reason we did this podcast, that's why we can relate to this so much, is because we love it and because we love sharing with women like you and getting in touch with women like you and sharing you with our listeners. So it's kind of that same philosophy, though, I think, where when you do something that you love as you're doing in your art, I think it will take its... Its path; it will take its own path, and I could see you doing this, doing going to some uh, workshops and and women's yeah. conventions <laughs> and teaching this yes. to other women because it's something that a lot of people just don't even think about, but it, but it makes total sense.
2: No, it absolutely does. And uh, Jamie, you asked about the actual process. I still want to answer that because I do want to make it as methodical as possible for people. Because if you looked at my feed on Instagram, it could be a little intimidating. Right. Because you see my technical skill, but that's technical skill. That's not what I'm trying to promote. And I definitely call that out in my in my posts, as, as specifically on what I'm saying. That's why it's called sketch poetic. Because the poetic part is the words that I use to accompany it. It could be a quote. It could be my own musings or thoughts. It could be something that inspired me in events. And the reason that matters is, so the very first thing I do, and this is really important because I'm, I'm such a believer of both the science and art of this is I went to a hypnotherapist a long time ago, and I actually haven't done a lot of therapy in my life. I did it because I was starting to get really afraid of flying. And I was getting to a point where I could barely get on a plane because my anxiety was so high. And unconsciously, I'm a very self-aware person. I knew it had nothing to do with flying. So when I went to this hypnotherapist, her name is Linda Mellerstein. She's incredible. She's what they call a, um, she's a hypnotherapist that ties your physical body to the emotional state of your mind. And so she's the one that taught me that your body's actually constantly telling you emotions that you're you're blocked. And so the very first thing I do, and I I'll be at a coffee shop, I'll be at a hair salon, I do this anywhere. <laughs> uh, when I'm sketching, I actually bring my sketchbook with me everywhere. I sit and I for like I'm not kidding a minute, I survey my body. I'll notice the tension in my shoulders. Um, my, my calves are sore. My lower back is just killing me, whatever the day feels like. And sometimes there's nothing going on and I feel great. Uh, but what it sh- has shown me, and I can only speak from my own personal experience, but there are certain emotions that are triggered in my body for sure. And so what I do is I, okay, let's say my lower back is sore. That's usually, um, a, a symptom of me of overextending myself to people. And letting too many people and saying yes to too many things, and it, it shows up in my lower back. So if I'm feeling that before a sketch, that's what I. That's what inspires my sketch. Is the, what does that feel like to release that emotion of being overburdened, being saying yes to everything? So that's basically what I'm doing. So when I'm sketching, I don't think about what I'm sketching. I'm thinking about how I'm feeling.
0: What you're feeling. So you really do your own. You're you're your own therapist now.
2: In essence, yeah. You know, and and I have to tell you. If you ask me my larger purpose and mission, the reason this matters to me as a tool for healing is not everyone can afford to go to therapy. Not everyone can, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about the stigma behind it, but the whole mental health issue is so pervasive and so important, but the stigma behind it starts in our own self. And so when I realized that this was really helping me and how simple it was, I thought, well, how powerful it is of a message to tell people that self-healing and self-reflection is a, a form of therapy, but guess what? It's free. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Well, you also collaborate with other designers. What have been some of your recent projects?
2: Uh, I do a lot of collaborations with people um, on Instagram through different countries. It can be everything from watercolor to sculpture. Uh, to fashion. I've been doing a lot of textiles recently. And collaboration for me is another f- facet of the beauty of healing. So I have worked in the corporate environment for a long time. And there's something about the dynamic of being in a very strong uh, sense of like energy in a, in a corporate setting that changes people. It's like you're playing the game, you're wearing a mask, you feel like you have to act a certain way, you have to you know, kind of be a soldier and and, and everything around it. It's really hard to be authentically yourself in a a, a corporate environment where you're told this is where you're going and this is how we're going to get there. And while people say they promote individual, you know, individualistic uh, kind of expression, they really don't. And it's really hard to do that. So how do you sit in your own presence in the presence of others? So that's the kind of the platform of the collaboration which is what you guys do in in this podcast which i love is you're actually giving me a space and a platform to express my story but you and i are exchanging thoughts ideas and we're we're basically triggering and catalyzing each other in the process of that so the overall message and the overall intention becomes greater than us well said (laughs) you know
1: um, the other thing I was going to love about what you I want to just sort of go back to the daily journaling and the daily drawing, uh, for a lot of people, especially as we get older, you know, new habits are hard to start mm-hmm. and I love it that you actually gave yourself your own accountability partner by getting yes. yourself out there.
2: Yes, that's exactly what Instagram was. It was an accountability thing. I love that you saw that. <laughs> it really was that it was an accountability thing. And I didn't put my name because I just didn't think it mattered. It was an anonymous thing.
1: Well, I just wanted to let ladies know that when, if you you know do decide to do this and get a sketchbook or get a journal or start an Instagram account, that certain yeah. people have different ways of holding themselves accountable because you can start something and it's really hard to, to continue it sometimes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, you
0: just it's hard to make yourself to to stay in that routine but 30 days to make or break a habit so it can be yes. definitely can be done and that that's a, that's a great great accountability partner, uh, partner for <laughs> sure. Well, um do you have any other daily rituals that help you feel helps keep you ageless in mind and spirit?
2: Oh. You know because I am wired to always think of ahead of me I, you know I was a project manager in my early uh, years in the agency space and so I'm always looking at risks. So my biggest daily practice and it sounds simple but it's so hard is mindfulness and just being present and I know that's that term is so overused and but the reality is I, it, it comes even in having conversations with the people around you I you catch yourself drifting off all the time I don't even realize how you don't even realize how often you do it until you actually, Are conscious of it. So, one of the daily practices, interestingly enough, is when I'm having a conversation with someone, I force myself to literally just sit there and think of it as a form of exercising my mind to be constantly present because I will catch myself drifting off on something they may have said, by the way. It's not necessarily that I'm thinking of other things. You might have just said something that triggered an idea, and I'm just now psyched about this idea. And it happens to all of us, and I and yes. I have a you know I have a child, and I'm I don't want to teach her that her words aren't important. And listen, we all it's never going to be perfect, but I will tell you, even if I do that once a day, and if it's with my husband who always wants to be my number one, <laughs> if I can just make him feel like that number one for thirty minutes, I've, I I swear he's the happiest as. I've
0: ever seen them. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. I mean, we even, you're going to love this because in our new journal, we have a, a chapter on love relationships and that's, Ugh. we we talk about that. We're like, what, are, what have you done today to make your loved one feel special, feel yeah. good? It's yeah. not, you've got to get outside of yourself and yes. and if you just do it for a few minutes, it's amazing what comes back from yes. whether it's your husband, your children, your coworkers. Just sort of take that deep breath and mm-hmm. and maybe do that sketch and then get out of yourself for a minute It, it really yeah. does make others react to you mm-hmm. Much better. It's kind of an amazing process, but it's really kind of simple
2: That's what i'm that's what I keep on going back to is how simple all of these things are But how hard it is to put into practice?
0: Yeah, well, I love where you say on the uh, on on the website Energy flows where attention goes <laughs> It's absolutely. so true. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so true Well, do you have a favorite book that you might like to recommend to our listeners that you've read recently?
2: Oh, I am such an avid lover of, uh, of books I have read I mean I will i'm a i'm a lover of authors as much as I am books because I I believe the person and the voice behind it. So I could tell you all the different Authors like Brené Brown, Glennon Doyle Melton, all of those individuals, but I just recently read this book I'm looking at my coffee table and it's called the drama of the gifted child Um, I Believe fundamentally everyone has a gift and one of the questions I get a lot from young people I specifically teenagers is how do you know what your gift is? It's like the it seems like oh my god You know you think that was a simple question to answer but it's such a difficult thing if you think about what your gift is a gift And I don't necessarily have a definitive answer, but I think it's the gravity in which we answer it that puts the pressure on us. If we just think of a gift as something that we intuitively and naturally gravitate towards, and it's just something that we, it it becomes so easy to us, that is your gift. It doesn't have to be this, uh, I think that I guess society and the expectations we put on ourselves, when you hear the word gift, it feels like this grandiose thing that looks like a bow or a rib. It's not. If I talk to a teenager and her gift is she makes people comfortable at parties and she gravitates to the one person that is uncomfortable at party and you do it so well. I said, that's a gift because not yeah. everyone can do that, right? Yeah.
0: It's important for people to realize. I have a little question for you. Yeah. I don't know if you have one right on the tip of your tongue, but uh, Sheila writes beautiful poetry and I thought maybe you just have one little piece of poetry you could recite for us. I, something you I would be
2: happy. Oh, you know, I, I don't have it memorized, but I can pull it up real quick because I do. It's, I had wrote these like four-line stanzas um, because I thought it was a great way to articulate. Well, well, and while she,
0: while she looks, I want to just read one thing that she that she put out there. And it says, I want people to connect with the process as much as the outcome, to create without overthinking or analyzing, to create without fear, to create without expectations, and to create because it's fun. It's about mm-hmm. being in a safe place to quiet the mind and spark the childlike curiosity we sometimes lose in our busy lives.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's kind of my artist statement. It's why I exist and what it's about. And not to discount what it, the outcome, because the outcome is beautiful. if you. And I, know, I don't mean beautiful as in an anesthetic. Perspective I meant beautiful that you were able to just make that happen. It's the act of creating I feel like what I do is is similar to what uh, You know comedians do or rappers do or people that just free flow Um, That's what I'm doing and I I did pull up a poem. This one strikes me because I'm so Fascinated with what's happening in our world today specifically around social media um, around the digital space and the power and the 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 dangers of it, but if you use it right where which is where instagram how instagram is is supporting my platform If you use it right it can be a a tool for good Uh used in the wrong way it can hurt And so this four lines is one of the powerful ones that I think really articulates how I felt about it Today justice is as swift as a stroke on a keyboard With an exclamation point serving as a sword of righteousness
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, those exclamation points do get
1: a lot. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I just want to share that uh, you have a lot of more uh, lot more of those quotes on your website.
2: Yeah. So I can do. you
1: share with everybody um, w- where they can find you?
2: Yes, thank you. Um, I have a website called SheilaDarcy.com, which is really a culmination of both my sketches and my paintings, as well as some poetry. And then I have a SketchPoetic.com site, and that's... That uh, website is really promoting other creators, artists, uh, people that I feel are doing a service to our society by helping promote health and wellness around emotional and mental well-being. So Gita, who I know you recently interviewed, she's an incredible soul, so humble. Uh, her and I are doing a collaboration. So if you go to sketchpoetic.com, we're actually going to be doing something so unique we've never done before, uh, is incorporating a sound bath experience. And then following it up with a creative expression experience to see what gets unlocked in that oh. state of relaxation. So you guys, I hope yeah, you ladies please, can come. Please, I would love please, you to
0: join. Yes, please yes. send us an invitation. I don't. I know. I would about, love to. I, I have to say, we did our interview with uh, Gita, and it was so moving and so fabulous. And I have to say that my husband went up and had a session with her the very oh. that very weekend. Yes, and she's just she's amazing. So we are so grateful to just know the two of you and we so would love to be included in anything that that you both do
2: I love the purpose and mission of what you both are doing I felt as soon as I saw your faces and I as soon as I saw the, the information on on the website and just what you guys are doing on the podcast you guys are doing such amazing things and and what you're promoting is just it's it's needed we need more beauty and light and love in the world and I feel like you're giving people a platform for that so thank you
0: Thank you. That was, we'll, we'll end on that note.
2: <laughs>
0: thank you so much, Sheila. It was such a pleasure meeting you both. All right. Well, I hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jakeami. Yes. It, thank you. Thank you You're
1: so welcome. much. We'll, we'll talk to okay. you Okay. Bye.
0: Bye. Today's show is sponsored by My Roadmap Journal, a woman's guide to encourage you to think genuinely about your life and relationships. This beautifully illustrated 176-page spiral-bound journal has been designed to awaken your inner goddess. Come on, ladies, it's time to create the life you've been thinking about. Go to ladiesroadmap.com and push shop.
1: Would you like to hear about our recommended product of the week? Sure you would. So come on over to ladiesroadmap.com and sign up for our newsletter. It's not to
0: be missed. You'll get our current happenings on Ladies Roadmap and Ladies Roadmap Journal. Don't forget to sign up. Thank you for listening to Ladies Roadmap. And until next week, remember, the greatest part of a road trip isn't arriving at your destination. It's all the wild stuff that happens in between.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to ladiesroadmap.com and click on podcast. It's as easy as that. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Ladies Roadmap. And you know what else we would love to hear from you? Feel free to email us at Info at ladiesroadmap.com
0: We'd like to give a shout out to our amazing music producer, Cam Tyler, at litloops.com.